Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. The following wrestling broadcast is being performed by highly trained professional athletes. It is not recommended that their actions be imitated in any form whatsoever in the home. This is the LAW Retro Wrestling Show with your host, Wrestling's only mass cowboy, the Maverick, and wrestling's original superhero, Super Cody. Howdy, partners, and welcome to Liberty All Star Wrestling's LAW Retro Wrestling Radio number 10 here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. I am your host, the Maverick, and I am joined by. Super Cody. No, you got to say it like the voiceover. Super Cody. Okay, here you go. And you are tuned in to Retro Wrestling Radio here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. Friday night, 9 o'clock, it's time to talk Liberty All-Star Wrestling News and the greatest wrestling tales Supercards, wrestlers of all time. So how are you doing, my friend? Well, with a name like Super Cody, there's only one way I could be doing, my friend. That's super. You, let me turn, adjust here, because you sound like you're in a soup can again. Are you hearing me okay? I'm hearing you perfect. Okay, you sound like you're far, far away. Are you on another planet? No, I'm not. How is that? That's better. That's better. Now I can hear you. Okay. I adjusted the megaphone headphones in the Super Cody cave, and apparently that was the issue. All right. He got a new soup can. So we are now. How many weeks is it away? Getting closer, man. We are three weeks away. Three. Three weeks away from Liberty All-Star Wrestling's homecoming to Delco. Liberty All-Star Wrestling presents homecoming at the Briarcliff Fire Company number 75. The street address, if you're interested, is 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA, 19036. And that is on Saturday night, April the 1st, with a 6.30 bell time. All tickets, just $12, and they benefit, or proceeds benefit, the Briarcliff Fire Company number 75. And that is a beautiful new building that they are putting the Liberty All-Star in. 
It absolutely is. I've been checking out the pictures there on Facebook. They've been updating it as they are literally building it, and we are going to be the first. That we might even be in there before the fire trucks. Is that at all possible? That is actually is is we are going to be the first event in there, and we are going to be the first one. Well, besides the, the fine gentlemen that build it. Yeah, I guess that's true. So as we get closer, we've been promising to tell you more about the show itself. We've already previously announced two championship matches. Both Liberty All-Star Wrestling Championships will be on the line. First in our main event, the LAW Heavyweight Championship will be defended by the current champion, John the Creature Cannon. And he will be taking on number one contender as crowned at the Liberty Brawl. Liberty, uh, the Law Bowl, holy moly. At the Law Bowl, Jimmy Janetti, the Liberty All-Star wrestling legend and the very first LAW champion way back in the Stone Ages of the 90s, will be taking on the new champion, John Cannon. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, that, that, that promises to be something special. I mean, like I said, you know, we have... The unpredictable John Cannon against a wily veteran. Yeah. You just Absolutely. Don't let look on that one. It's it's going to be a really interesting matchup from my perspective. I've been in the ring uh, with Janetti. I my one shot at the Liberty All Star Championship Wrestling. I tell the story almost every week. But I know what he's capable of. I don't think anyone knows what John Cannon's capable of. Uh, the man is is something to be seen, and he's coming to Briarcliff as part of Homecoming, and it's going to be a heck of a match. And we mentioned it before, but uh, I think officially he's also going to be wrestling on the card. John Cannon's associate in the group that we're understanding is being called the Asylum. But it is confirmed, even though we talked about it for weeks that it was probably going to happen. We know now that he's coming for certain. Mr. Jester, the 300-plus-pound monster from the asylum, will be at LAW Homecoming. Well, boy, and I, if I wouldn't want to be his opponent. Yeah, well... It, very interesting to see who steps up to the challenge and, and wants to get in the ring with Mr. Jester. Um, I know a lot of people do not want to get in the ring with Mr. Jester. Come on. Um, trying to get the social media page to upload the, the banners here as we keep going. Um, so now well, that we know for sure he's going to be on the card, you know he's going to be around ringside or in the ringside area or backstage or somewhere when Janetti is going against Cannon. Uh, do you I, think he's going to play a big factor in the match? I do. I do. And you know, we had talked about this before and uh, uh, it's, it's a little, uh, you know, we, we, we had talked about this once and said that, you know, he was going to have to be very, very careful, Janetti, if this monster is lurking around ringside. And now that we have confirmation he will be at the show, uh, 
that that means that Jenny's going to have to watch that much more. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've never seen Mr. Jester, if you've missed previous LAW events, don't miss this one because he is coming to get you, as it seems. <laughs> if you see, he made a little edit to our our banner there. But Mr. Jester is coming to LAW Homecoming. Another Ma- Maverick. Maverick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just informed that uh, the creature John Cannon has sent a very cryptic message to the to the offices of LAW, and that will be on the LAW Facebook page later tonight. He sent a message to LAW. He did. And uh, oh from what I heard, it has the officials at LAW a little taken back. Interesting. So that message will be posted later. All right. Make sure you check out LAW's uh, Facebook page for that. Uh, I am strangely curious as to what that will entail. Uh, another I guess this one is another individual's coming to LAW Homecoming. We're happy to announce that Team Alpha Fit will be in action at LAW Homecoming. And it seems that they are claiming they have a little surprise in store for Briarcliff, Pennsylvania. So I'm not sure what that means. I'm not either. And they are two wily, muscular veterans. I mean, you like you like the word wily veterans. <laughs> you think everybody's a wily veteran, but <laughs> these two, I'll tell you, I am a superhero, and I am amazed by the strength of these two. They are they are both huge powerhouses. The kings of CrossFit have are made LAW the home. They've had an impressive uh, streak uh, as of late, and they are looking for tag team dominance as they try to climb back into the title picture for Liberty All-Star Wrestling, and they will be in action on April 1st, and we'll find out who their opponent is down the line. And we've got and, uh, one more. Go ahead. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up quick, you know, about Team AlphaFit, since coming to LAW, they have been in all title pictures. They were finalists in the Liberty Brawl, and of course they were in the Law Bowl. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. They're constantly in the title picture. They they were in the uh, the Liberty Brawl match itself. They were two of the finalists, and... Yeah, like you said, um, so you can't underestimate these guys at all. They are big, and they are strong individuals, uh, probably the two strongest guys on the roster. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. I know they have some unfinished business with several of the tag teams in, in law, and they definitely want to get their hands because they're, you know, they've been close on se- several occasions now to tag team championships, or to championships in general in Liberty, I should say. And, uh, and they're they're going to be gunning and trying to get back into that title picture. So uh, whatever surprise they have in store, uh, I know they were really disappointed coming out of the uh, Law Bowl itself. 
and we will see what they're bringing to Briarcliff on April the 1st. Definitely going to be interesting to see, and then to see who their opponents are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, be very interested to see who steps up to the plate to take on Team Alpha Fit, Johnny and Joey. And one more person we're announcing. Well, technically two more because, you know, we, our guest is going to be on the show. But one more person that we're announcing this week, and I heard rumblings. I'm not happy that I've heard rumblings. But Elite International has recruited another member. As if they weren't dangerous enough. Uh, I I. I can't believe this, uh, but Elite International, uh, their newest member, Munoz de Hernandez, is coming home to Briarcliff on April the 1st. What do you know about Mr. Hernandez? Well, Mr. Hernandez is not a newcomer to wrestling. He is a very muscular, mean, mean individual. He has a mean streak a mile wide. Um, he is a very surly individual. He doesn't seem to like anyone, and he is extremely dangerous. Well, I definitely, definitely have something to a vested interest in the the newcomer. Um, we know he's from Spain, and he's not a big fan of America. And if he's associated with Elite International, he's probably not going to be a big fan of mine. Uh, just one more thing we're going to have to watch out for in our second of two championship matches on April 1st, and that is for the LAW Tag Team Championships as Elite International defends against TV Generation, which is made up of myself and our friend and sidekick, Norm the Barfly. And now I don't know how he plays into this match, uh, Mr. Munoz de Hernandez, I should say. Is well, he going I'm to be give you some... in that match? Is he going to be in a separate match? Uh, this is this is what we don't know, and this is what I'm not happy about. That's right. For for those who don't know, Elite International did a little trickery with the LAW committees by winning the belt. They won the belt under Elite International, which means they can put any combination of their group in that title match. That's what they're claiming. So you could potentially have any of the members of Elite International. Um, we know for a fact Wyndham James Winthorpe will be in the building. Will he be defending the championship? We don't know. He was announced as a definite last week. Munoz de Hernandez also announced this week. So that's two members. And I really don't know exactly uh, what to what to expect now. Are we going to get more members down the line? It, it 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 seems like they are they are just recruiting anyone and everyone who has a grudge against America, and, and they are they are bringing in these monsters and evil men, and I, I think Elite International is becoming uh, a very dangerous entity in LAW. Yeah, well, that's uh, something to take home. And I do have to make a, a correction 
here on the air. Uh, I just received a message that um, Norm the Barfly would rather would prefer to be the term hero support as opposed to sidekick. So my apologies, and uh, <laughs> we'll make sure to get that right in the future. Yes, yes, we don't want to offend anyone out there. We are sorry um, to all sidekicks uh, being very uh, sensitive <laughs> Not to the situation. Just, just Norm, who's keeping me on my toes and tuning in as always. He will be on the air in a week or so to help uh, put over our upcoming tag team championship win. So I'm looking very excited about that. Yes, yes, your upcoming match. And uh, it'll be interesting to hear Norm's take, especially with this new twist. Because, uh, you know, now, now that you, again, we're, we're throwing in another wrench into this. I mean, uh, you guys, how do you plan for new members of a group coming in when you don't even know which members of the group it could be any combination of now we have four confirmed members. Well, that's just the thing. Uh, we don't know. And that's going to have to go back and, you know, they may have played their hand a little too soon on this because now we know potentially it could be uh, another person that we don't know about being snuck in here. And who knows how many members they're going to have, you know, stacking the deck in their favor going into April 1st. So uh, just one more thing to keep an eye on. Although, I will say, TV Generation, we always have something up our sleeve, especially in wintertime when it's cold, because I have skinny arms, and I'd have to bundle them up. <laughs> well, that you do, my friend. That you do. Got to keep warm in these cold winter months. Absolutely. And that leads us to our final announcement for the week, which also leads into our guest. Um, Liberty All-Star Wrestling is incredibly proud and honored to have their very first second-generation wrestler on the roster. Yeah, and and you know we we uh, I am speaking for myself, and I and I think I'm speaking for you. Uh, we not only is Liberty proud, but all the wrestlers are proud. This young man, you know, grew up basically in the sport of wrestling, and uh, he he's done it all in Liberty ever since he was a little guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking about the son of the lucky one, uh, the greatest manager in Liberty All-Star Wrestling history, Lucky Larry Fontaine, even though he was a pain in my backside his entire career. Uh, he's definitely one of the most colorful, flamboyant managers we ever had, and now making his Liberty All-Star Wrestling debut on April the 1st is our guest, David Reed. The son of the lucky one. Welcome to the show. Hello, can you hear us? 
We're having some kind of difficulty because it says he's on the line and should be able to talk. Can you hear anything? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. David, are you there? Maybe. Let's try putting him on hold and bringing him back. How about how, how's that for an introduction? Uh, typical Liberty fashion. Uh, <laughs> David, are you there? No. I'm not sure what's going on there. We'll put them on hold one more time. There must be some kind of mix-up here in the booth because we're not able to connect. He's calling in, and we're putting him through. Let's try it one more time. David, can you hear us? All right. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. David, if you can hear us and you don't mind, can you hang up and call right back? And then we'll put you right through on the line. I'm not sure what's... Why don't we we take our commercial break? Yeah, that seems like a pretty good idea. As I try to figure out what's going on here. We'll be back in about 3 minutes and 17 seconds, hopefully, with David Reed. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? 
Do you even know they still print real paper non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we are back on LAW Ratro Wrestling Radio here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. And we want to thank the people at Blog Talk Radio for those technical difficulties. We always appreciate them. Adds a little color to the show, but we're back. And for real this time, we are joined by Second Generation Liberty All-Star Wrestling, the very first Second Generation Liberty All-Star Wrestling Wrestler, David Reed, son of the lucky one. How are you, David? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for calling in, and welcome to li- welcome back, I guess, to Liberty All-Star Wrestling. Thank you. It's good to be yeah, back here now at LEW. Now, now, I got a question for you, Mr. Maverick. Yeah, I guess we'd have to. I guess we'd have to consider David an LAW original. I, I would think so. I mean, uh, all the way back, you if you've come to Liberty All Star Wrestling in the '90s when we were all over Pennsylvania, you probably saw David there in some capacity. Makes me old to say it, but you've literally grown up <laughs> in Liberty All-Star Wrestling. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, um, I've been there since uh, I've been there since the beginning. Um, as a start off as a ring attendant, um, me along with another uh, kid there at the time named Richie, and we would um, take the wrestlers' ring interest attires back to the locker room. Absolutely, you were at every show. Uh, so you know. You're a young kid. You've got your first job in the world of pro wrestling. You're running stuff back and forth, and, and you get to see your dad out there at ringside. What did you think of – because Lucky Larry was not a subtle person, and he's not a subtle person. He's still a a wild and flamboyant, entertaining person. And uh, what did you think of that? Oh, well, growing up, I wasn't too big on the, on the bad guys um, at the time, so I always booed him every time he came out there. But – um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always Perfect. Budo, but <laughs> you know, you know, he he begged for me to cheer for him, but no, no, but I, I really admire uh, his hard work that he that he um he did out there at the ring managing, and you know, always you know did his best, getting on everybody's nerves, and I really appreciated you know the hard work that he put in, even though it wasn't I wasn't agreeing with his tactics, but you know, still appreciate his hard work. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Even his own kids boot him. That's something I'm going to use against him for a long time. <laughs> now, now, David, now was, was did it? he ever? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to ask you, David. Now, being a kid, and you know, we all grew up watching wrestling. 
How was it for you to actually be involved in it at such a young age? How did that feel? Hey, it was a very, it was a very surreal um, time. Uh, the you know, to walk around and see the wrestlers that you will only hear about in the magazines or um, see on TV, and you see them, you standing next to them, and you know, for you know, a kid, you know, at the time that was it was very unreal for me, and it was like some to this day sometimes it's hard to believe that I actually you know experienced that. It was a great moment, you know, to be around a lot of the great uh, great wrestlers that wrestled at LEW. That's very cool. Now, were you from the start hooked, or is it something you kind of had to get into as far as your love of pro wrestling? Like, is it like, Dad, I want to be here, do this, or, oh, God, do I have to go to the office with you again at first? No, I always I grew up being a big fan of wrestling, always. And soon, the very first show that, I went to for LAW. I said I want to be asked my dad if I could be a part of it. It was something I, I wanted to do, and he said sure. And he, you know, and I was able to get the chance to work, and that was you know probably one of the greatest times of my life. You know, was to have the experience of working in the wrestling business at such a young age. So for me, being a great wrestling fan, you know, it was it was awesome for me. That's awesome. So now you are – well, actually, from there, you did a, a little other work. You refereed for Liberty All-Star Wrestling for a little while. That was your first transition. Was that while you were training to be a pro, or is that how you planned on starting? Well, that was – that's how it was um, while I was training to, uh, as a pro. That was one of okay. the early stages. I asked I asked if I, um, if I could be a referee um, to learn the side of the business as well, learn how to um, officiate – and I was able to given that I was able to uh, be given that chance to to do that as well while I was still in training to become a pro wrestler. Interesting. That's a very smart move to kind of learn all sides of the business while you're learning it. So I, I definitely applaud that. And then you uh, started training. Did Dad give you any? Um... Uh, advice, or was he against it, or how was how was uh, Lucky Larry's take on the whole thing? Well, in the beginning, you know, as all parents, they they always against they, you know, the you know the kids, you know, always want to do some type of uh, physical activity. But uh, but my dad understood my passion for wrestling. He wished me the best of luck, and he said, "Hey, just you know, go out there, just do the best you can out there." You know, he gave me his blessing, and you know, I was, you know, off to go. Oh, and here you are, and now you're getting ready for. April the 1st, what can we look forward to in the ring from David Reed? Hopefully not a cane. <laughs> no, no cane, no uh, no rule breaking. Just uh, see somebody who's going going to ring and give it their all, wrestle, um, put on, try to put on the best match they possibly can, and entertain the crowd. Awesome, awesome. And uh, goals, I mean, what are you looking to accomplish now that you've you're going to be stepping into the ring that your dad made famous in Liberty All Star Wrestling. What are you What are you shooting for? Well, I'm shooting for um, making him proud and making um, all the wrestlers proud, but um, also, you know, to trying to be the best the best that um, I can I can be in LEW. Um, you know, just be the best wrestler that he have, and just give it my all, and hopefully, eventually, one day you know, to become world champion. 
which should ultimately be the goal of everyone in the business. Very good. Hey, Soup, you got anything for uh, David? Well, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm listening to David go down his his resume, and it just occurred to me. And, uh, you know, you, you gave him props for learning how to be a referee. But something that I think is going to be interesting, and uh, we may be overlooking, he also has access to one of the greatest minds in, in the East Coast wrestling scene in his father. I mean, uh, Lucky Larry has managed numerous champions in LAW, um, as well as other federations. And, <laughs> you know, David, it sounds like you, 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 you put a lot of thought into this. I mean, like Maverick said, and I give you all the credit in the world for, for doing the becoming a referee and learning the rule book. But now uh, that's my next question. Are you, uh, are you picking Pop's mind? for uh, some of that great knowledge that he has up there? Always, always uh, going to him for advice. Always trying to pick his brain, you know, best I can. Get a lot of knowledge from from all the years that, he, that he's been up and down the road in wrestling, been everywhere, managing the best. Every chance I get is always try to get advice or get some type of knowledge from him and try to inquire that into to my moveset and wrestling knowledge and wrestling to hopefully – with that knowledge, that'll help me advance, you know, further in wrestling. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I am going to be watching your career with a vested interest because you used to take my hat to the back all the time, and you never messed it up, so I give you credit on that. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it makes me very old that we're going to be sharing a ring together on April 1st. I'm just not going to keep commenting on that, but just know that it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to it. I really am. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so your final thing. Give us your best Lucky Larry promo going off the air. Let's see how you do the old man proud. <laughs> Good promo. Let's see. Um... <laughs> yeah, I put him right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you put him right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, April, well, 1st, well, Liberty, April 1st, Liberty All-Star Wrestling, you finally get to see a second-generation wrestler come in and do what he does best, and that is to turn on the crowd and make everybody happy. I'm coming here to um, show everybody what I'm, what I'm capable of doing, going in there, and whoever they put me in the ring with, I'm going to show them why I am, I'm able to hang in with the big dogs in the ring. So I'm looking forward to April 1st, going out there and showing everybody what I got. So if anybody who haven't purchased any tickets for April 1st, show up if you want to excitement, you want good action, and you want to see Lucky Larry's kid come out and perform the best way he can. Awesome job. We got a star in the making there, Soups. Hey, hey Maverick, you may not know this, but uh, I'm going to give you a little trivia because it's funny that you did that because that was done to his father on his very first night in wrestling. Somebody else Put him on the spot. Just handed him a microphone and cut a promo? Yes. And unfortunately, (laughs) he started and we couldn't shut him up for 20 years. (laughs) He's cutting a promo now on you on the radio, probably. 
<laughs> All right. still, well, he David, still talks about that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Someone shows a microphone if in your I, hands and go to town. If I know the lucky one right now, he's down in Vegas watching the uh, the two guys with the white tigers probably front row. And, uh, <laughs> he's seen a plenty of times. <laughs> Only first yeah, he's seen him plenty of times. He's, yep. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going down there, too, um, later on this week to see him. See, <laughs> <laughs> you were right. <laughs> he's picking his brain, which, uh, well, David, um, I, for one, uh, I'm proud to see you come into the ring. It's always great uh, seeing someone get to live out their dream and, you know, you, you've come a long way from the little guy that used to that used to carry my cape and uh, Maverick's hat. So uh, I, for one, welcome you. And uh, it's going to be great to see you, man. Good luck and, you know, knock them dead. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to it, April 1st. Awesome. David, thanks for calling in. And uh, we will see you on April the 1st. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. That was David Reed, son of the lucky one, Lucky Larry. Very first Liberty All-Star Wrestling second-generation man. We've been around long enough to have a second-generation come up behind us. How does that make you feel? Happy and sad at the same time. (laughs) Makes my back hurt. Dig nibbit. But you know what? It, it makes you feel good um, that the young man who, you know, he he, he grew up, he he followed his passion, and uh, you know, a little quick background, uh, something that I think a lot of people may find interesting, uh, is that David Reed is not only a trained wrestler, he's also a trained uh, MMA fighter. Really? Yes, he trained at the UFC gym out of Philly. Hmm. So that makes him considerably tougher than his father ever was. Yeah, the only place I ever seen his father train was at a bar stool with them. Uh, wow. Little... Well, he used to have them. He always insisted on those drinks, and they had to always have an umbrella in them. I don't know why. <laughs> the youth lives on. But it is good to have, like I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, a second generation star in the making, and uh, it's it's really going to be interesting to see how he um, you know how he does. I, I've seen him in the ring as a ref. Um, I have not seen him as a wrestler yet, and like we said, you know, he he's got he's got a wealth of knowledge on his own. But, I mean, it's like needing money and being able to go tap up Fort Knox anytime, you know, for a wrestler to have the mind of the lucky one to be able to uh, just, you know, pick it. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how his career progresses and how his father reacts to his, his, 
you know, he wants to be a, a fair, upstanding wrestler. And Lucky Larry was uh, one of the most devious minds in all of wrestling. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, and, and what Lucky Larry, if anything, has to say about his son, uh, kind of, I don't want to say snubbing his nose at the family business, but, you know, going about things in a very different way, his own way. He wants to stand and be his own man. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's great for him. And, uh, you know, it, it makes me ext- extremely happy that he is, he wants to be his own man, he wants to make his own way. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. So um, there you have it. Lots of lots of uh, faces uh, announced this week coming to LAW Homecoming, Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming on Saturday, April the 1st at 6.30 p.m. And a show to benefit the Briarcliff Fire Company. We'll recap the address again at Briarcliff Fire Company number 75, 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA, 19036. All tickets are $12 and available. At LibertyAllStarWrestling.com, you can also get them at the Briarcliff Fire Company. Um, posters are going up all over town. Promotion has started. We are excited here on the show, and it is the beginning of what we hope is a long and fruitful relationship with the people of Briarcliff as Liberty All-Star Wrestling comes home to Briarcliff. We made our home base there for several years during probably the hottest period of Liberty All-Star Wrestling. Wouldn't you say? I would, but the hottest up until now. Yeah, there you go. So. Because, uh, you know, Liberty, I, I think this is their, their second. Uh, it's their homecoming. And I think this is where they, they leave their mark in Briarcliff. And I think this is the start of a new tradition. I think wrestling is back in Delaware County. All right. So says the Super One. So once again, get your tickets. The show is just three weeks away. We found out this week that on top of our two championship matches, John the Preacher, John the Creature Cannon, wow, and uh, so far removed from that, and (laughs) the LAW legend Jimmy Gennetti, and the TV generation challenging and eventually defeating Elite International for the Tag Team Championships, because I said so. And we're going to see Mr. Jester. We're going to see Team Alpha Fit. We are going to see newcomer Munoz de Hernandez and the second-generation star himself, David Reed, all announced this week on top of names we already knew, Sal the Pug, Wyndham James Winthorpe, and TV Generation we already mentioned. So it's getting to be a pretty stacked show. It is, and, you know, uh, the the great thing, and this was always something Liberty prided itself on, not only are they bringing back the legends and the the Liberty favorites that you all know and love, but, man, they're bringing in some new faces, and I hope Briarcliff is ready because uh, one thing Liberty is known for is bringing in new and upcoming people, and they only go on to bigger and better things. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors of the show, Dino Style Pizza. 
which unveiled this week a coupon on all of their pizza boxes and going around town, discounted coupons. They're calling it the top the main event specials. Uh, you can go and, you know, proud sponsor of Dino-style pizza at the show. Uh, the Mike Mahalan team of Long and Foster Realtors and Big Daddy's Barbecue and Grill, the private chef of Super Cody. I hear you eat there four times a week. Is that true? That's, uh, that is true. There you go. There's only one way to stay super, and that's eating barbecue. <laughs> eating lots of barbecue and Dino-style pizza while you're buying a house. <laughs> that's, no, that's you got to get right. all the sponsors <laughs> in. <laughs> you got to put them all over. We wouldn't survive without them. Hey, and real quick, I wanted to point out, too, if you um, if you don't get the Dinos to grab the coupon, it is on the Liberty All-Star Wrestling page. You can uh, just print it out and mention the main event special, you know. I know, uh, you know, Friday is Lent, and a lot of people are looking for pizzas and pizza deals. There you go. But go to Dino's. Don't just download the thing. Get your butt up. Go there. Get a pizza. Get a coupon, then go around the corner to the firehouse, get tickets, and come see TV Generation on April 1st, Liberty Homecoming. Ta-da! How was that? Just felt Perfect. like getting over the top. I'm always so reserved on this show. I haven't really gone full <laughs> Maverick. As well you should, my friend. As well you should. <laughs> like you forgot who I was for a minute there. All right. Well, we went a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean 16 minutes longer than we planned on Liberty All-Star Wrestling stuff again, but uh, it's time to get into the retro wrestling part of Retro Wrestling Radio. (laughs) You like that sound effect? I do. I know that sound effect very well. I wrote it right for my show. We already we needed a segue breaker, and we already used our commercial space. So I reached back and pulled one out of my show file. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Uh, in celebration, as we have been since we pretty much announced the show, of Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming, uh, the topic it came up with this week is – Famous homecomings? That's right. I mean, um, uh, homecomings have always been a big part of wrestling, whether it be the hometown hero making his triumphant return or, you know, uh, a hometown favorite in a big match. It has always been a a big part of wrestling. Um, uh, Sometimes it's been a controversial part of wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. And over the years, there have been so many huge, huge moments. Uh, But to me, the one that always sticks out in my mind, and it's a relatively recent one, but to me it was absolutely the the, the epitome of, to me, the the topic of, of coming home. And that is the WrestleMania 18 match between The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Never in wrestling has a moment I think touched me more. You know what? That's that's an unbelievable one. 
because, uh, you know, a lot of people were expecting that to go one way, and it just went in a whole different direction. And it just had you sitting on the edge of your seat the whole entire time. Yeah, it, it absolutely positively did. Uh, if you're not familiar with the match, then why are you listening to this show? Because uh, <laughs> it's only one of the biggest matches of all time. Um, WrestleMania 18, it was the return uh, to the WWF after many years. We figure 18, his last appearance was nine. So nine years away from WrestleMania, the, the event that you know, arguably Hulk Hogan made. You know, they call Shawn Michaels Mr. WrestleMania because of his matches, but you know, Hulk Hogan essentially is the granddaddy of WrestleMania. You know, the father as far as big matches go. And he came back to 18. It was his first match. He was with the NWO and supposed to be the villain in the match, but the crowd was just so overjoyed that Hulk had come home to the WWFE that uh, they literally turned the entire tide of the match and supported Hogan through the entire thing. And the crowd reaction, uh, it, it was electric. As watching it on pay-per-view, I was on the edge of my seat the whole thing. The match in itself was uh, just superb as far as – because people did not expect much out of it because Hogan is over the hill, Hogan is old. But him and The Rock had an amazing match, and, and a big part of the reason why it was so good was I believe the crowd was uh, – it was the most raucous, over-the-top crowd I think I have ever seen live. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, like I said, you didn't expect to happen what happened. And by the end of it, you just were engulfed in the moment and having a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, even following through the next you know, night on on. Monday Night Raw when he came out to what, what was almost 10 minutes of a standing ovation that they aired live on television. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, it was kind of the, 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 the renaissance of Hulk Hogan, you know, the rebirth, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it was just, uh, it was when, you know, when you proposed homecoming, that was the first and, and really main uh, idea behind the whole thing was that event. Yeah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, now for me, homecoming. I, I think one of the one of the greatest homecoming events ever, and something that just captured the imagination and, and actually changed the course of wrestling was Starcade '83. When they they basically got the idea for the the big um, Starcade and they put it in North Carolina, and of course you had none other than Ric Flair headlining it, and that crowd was on fire because you know Flair was the hometown guy. You know he was he was the North Carolina boy. Yeah, that's the original flair for gold. Um, Harley Race was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, uh, went into a steel cage match, and uh, flair was definitely the, the hometown boy. And see, a lot of people don't remember this, but Harley Race was a six-time 
NWA heavyweight champion at the time, and he looked unbeatable. And if you also remember, that was the first big super card. Yeah, Starcade uh, definitely it's billing as, well, as one of the first true super cards. There had been other super shows before, but Starcade being the most prominent and biggest gets the the title of the the first super card. Um, and it was it, it lived up to building uh, billing for sure, as far as you know. Um, an event, uh, a super show event, and it had a great, great main event. And uh, I remember it was one of those things that you heard uh, about. It was like mythical um, coming into it because uh, I got into wrestling a little bit after 80, 83. I got a couple years later. So when I finally got to sit down and watch it, um, uh, just an amazing, amazing match. And the one thing that always stands out to me is, one, that Flair was, you know, a hero because it was his hometown and, and that was part of the billing to it. Not, not so much that uh, in terms of a homecoming that he was gone and came back, but, you know, this is where the road was going to cul- uh, culminate. And uh, he was, he was going to North Carolina and he was the baby face, which uh, was totally foreign to me at the time because he was such a despicable heel by the time I got in and, and the most hated man in the business. But, the one thing that always stands out to me is the finish of that match. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the. I'm, I'm sorry, my. You don't my... remember. <laughs> you don't remember. I... That was your big homecoming <laughs> moment. You don't remember the finish. It's when he hit the double moonsault off the top of the cage. He did not hit the double moonsault. He did. You don't know that he didn't. I know that he didn't. You know, <laughs> it's dangerous to catch um, – have, have, a, have a moment with you, have a senior moment with you. You know that? <laughs> it makes for entertaining radio. Because <laughs> you never prepare for these things. Don't you remember the double moonsault off the top of the flaming barbed wire cage? Uh, you're a horrible, horrible human being. <laughs> I'm beginning to think Elite International may have a new member soon. It, I, I, I can hear you typing. You're looking it up, aren't you? I am not typing, and I'm not, you know, I'm done with you. <laughs> Google double flaming moonsault of a barbed wire cage. Someone probably did it. That's the frightening thing. I think he really gave up. No, I did not give up. Will you stop it? Oh, anyway. So, are there any... um, Any other homecoming matches that stand out to you? 
<laughs> Got him flustered, folks. This is classic radio moment. Uh, as far as homecomings and, and coming home, I, I was thinking of returns of, well, in regards to returns, um, big returns to the the ring. And I think um, one of the ones that, that did stand out, and it, it actually does involve Ric Flair, is when he returned from the WWF after his run there, and he, he lost the Loser Leaf Town match, and he returned to what was then a very different WCW and literally shook things uh, at its core. I mean, that was a huge... I mean, everybody knew he was coming back, essentially, because where else was he going to go at that point? Um, but, you know, just the state of the WCW when he got there and uh, through circumstances, how he ended up back in the title picture versus Vader and uh, the the rebirth of the Four Horsemen and, and really how WCW had moved so far away from Flair and, and, and the Horsemen era after they all pretty much left and, and broke up that... You know, Vader was champion, you had Sting, and you had all these new faces and, and coming up, and then Flair walked back in. And it wasn't a homecoming in regards of, of fan reaction or thing, but just the way he, he was able to reclaim that as his own always stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean... Um... Like you said, it was uh, just a triumphant return. And, you know, I, I don't know if anyone but Flair could have done that. Because, uh, you know, when when people are gone from an area, it's not necessarily when they come back, you know, sometimes people have... I, the word I'm looking, I guess they, they're bitter, you know. But for for him to come back and just pick up where he left off, it was it was an incredible moment. And 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 to me, what what struck out is is how dependent you don't realize till after the fact how dependent the entire WCW was on Flair because when he left, you know they tried a bunch of different guys at the top of the card you know uh, Luger and Sting and Vader and even Ron Simmons uh, they gave a shot at the championship and uh, you know mm-hmm. they had to get a new belt and uh, that belt went with Flair they got a new heavyweight championship belt and um, it was but ugly and <laughs> nobody liked it because it wasn't Flair's belt and they had changed so much in because the, they'd gone through like the, the ownership change and, and so much had changed and you know, they didn't. They felt when he left that they didn't need him and that he was outdated. But, you know, once he returned, it was like all sense and sensibility returned to WCW, even though they never, you know, quite pulled their head out of their butts for a couple of years. Um, just him back, even when he came back, and eventually they worked his belt back in as the WCW belt, the big gold belt as it was known. And, you know, the return of the horsemen and, and you know, things just started to – the ship started to right itself, and it was just – you know, interesting to see how dependent WCW slash NWA was on Ric Flair and that era where he was gone. Things just weren't right. And and, and, and to another extent, things weren't quite right with him in the WWF. It, it, I never really 
felt comfortable watching him in a WWF ring. As great as it was, and it was a great run, and he had some great matches, it always felt like something was wrong. And when he went back to WCW, and you know, it was like, okay, all is well in the world. You know what? I agree with you. He just, you know, you were so happy to see him come to the WWF, but you just never, it just never sat like, this is where he should be. It was almost like, eh, he still seems like an outsider. You know, I I agree with you 100% on that. Even though he had some Ric Flair moments, he never felt like Ric Flair. Like when he had the WWF belt, it didn't look right that he was wearing the Winged Eagle belt. Like he should have been wearing his World Championship belt. And you know, the music was just slightly different, but still different enough that it just wasn't right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you 110. Um, percent it, it was just one of them. You know, it was funny because they originally, if you remember, brought the belt with them and then got right. a cease and desist from, uh, from uh, I guess it was, I don't know if it was WCW, it was still NWA at the time. That uh, I think it was, yeah. Belt. Right, and they pixelated it, which was great. And do you remember Bobby Heenan's line? Comparing ice cream to horse manure. Yeah. Yeah, that was that moment itself was uh, a whole other show dedicated to him pulling that belt out. Um, especially in that era where there wasn't a whole lot of spoilers and internets to ruin great moments like that. That was that was something else in itself. But as far as homecoming goes, that's another big one that resonates with me. Yeah, 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 and it's always I mean, it's always something when when somebody um, returns, especially after a long hiatus. I mean, um, you know, some some of the things I always focused on is when the 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 hometown guy had a big push. But you, you're you're a hundred percent correct. You know, when someone comes back who hasn't been around in a while, and uh, yeah, you know, they just take over. There's such a great feeling with that. You know, people love to have a connection and uh hometown guys um when when they have that connection and they go away and then when they come back uh it it just it, it can make for some of the greatest moments in not only wrestling but sports yeah absolutely absolutely so do you have any more well uh, 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 this one may be a little less known to a lot of the fans, but uh, one thing I'll never forget was because uh, he was in America for a long time, and I'm talking about the great Muda. And okay. I just I just remember his big return to Japan um, on on a full time basis, and you you want to talk about a homecoming. It was literally (laughs) – it was something to behold, and uh, it it just emphasized everything that was – I mean, he was a guy who, you know, went to America to become uh, 
a star. He he was on the Indies, and then he went to WCW where he became a big star. And then literally he went to Japan and became, you know, he as, as big as Hogan is in the United States. Okay. I, I don't know specifically a pinpoint moment, but he did definitely um, – become the big star after his, his WCW run. So I can't argue that at all. Um, yeah. I mean, Muda and, and continues to be uh, a big star. Yeah. He's uh, still going strong. Uh, you know, even <laughs> he, he, he no longer has the long hair and uh, he has a gray beard, but he can still hit the moonsault with the best of them. And he, he actually one time did a double flaming moonsault off the top of the cage. True story. Was that at this? Was that at the showdown at Chase Stadium? Absolutely. Uh, you're going to be punished. <laughs> you going to fire me? <laughs> I can't fire you. That would be the officials at LAW. So if one more big one, and we're kind of over time here, but we still get within the realms of our, our broadcast time. So I'll throw this out quickly. I had a couple of smaller ones, but this one, not necessarily retro, but I think uh, anybody listening uh, currently listens to the product will understand this one. And um, it was truly a case of the prodigal son coming home. And that was when Shane McMahon returned to the WWE. You know what? I forgot about that. That was that was true. It was such a big. It was a big deal. Yeah, and he was gone for what, um, almost ten years. Yeah, yeah, and and there wasn't a lot of fanfare in his return. He just kind of showed back up and blew the roof off the place. Um, uh, Shane was the 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 heir apparent for a lot of years. It looked like he was going to take over the company, and then. When Stephanie and, and Triple H rose to, to prominence, he, for whatever reason, decided to go into other things. He went into some other business ventures and and then um, had been seen or heard from WWE TV for many years. And then right before WrestleMania, probably right around this time last year, if not about a year ago, I guess, uh, came back out to a surprise reaction and, and a wholehearted uh, huge pop from the crowd just uh, really a surprising moment and uh, kind of the literally the prodigal son returning home yeah yeah definitely and uh, it was kind of weird because he he made this big impact and uh, now he's on the Smackdown program and he's kind of just there now Well, unfortunately, I don't get to see SmackDown often. Um, I, I try to catch uh, the Talking Smack show on the network, and I read the recap because I am interested in it, so I can't say whether he's just there or not or how he's being presented. But um, 
I think in terms of he was never going to be a big in-the-ring player, I think it was a, a great boost for WrestleMania season, and it was just really nice for him to to return home, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, he he, he definitely made the impact, and uh, I guess now it's uh, – he had that one last great match too. Yeah, yeah. Um, not exactly sure why they had it, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> but that's a whole other program. They're not sure why they had it. <laughs> they needed a match. They needed a match for the Undertaker, and he was the biggest surprise they could think of. <laughs> that's funny. And they broke Sting, and I don't know who was supposed to work. Taker probably got hurt. Or... Yeah, yeah. That's a shame we'll never get to see that match. Yeah. So, three matches that never happened is a topic for another day. There you go. Do you have anything else for us? That is it, my friend. That is, that is it. You know, we're getting ready for for April 1st. And uh, all the surprises that are going to be popping up. And I'm sure in the coming weeks there's going to be more. There you go. So, um, I guess we'll start wrapping it up then. We want to thank our guest this week, David Reed, for calling in. I'm very excited to see David make his LAW debut on April 1st in Briarcliff, Pennsylvania, the first second-generation wrestler to grace the LAW ring. Oof. Again, I'll say it. I feel old. He used to carry my gear to the back. And now... Uh, now he may have to carry yeah, me because I'm old and decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, I didn't. So, fans, if you want to be a part of the big event, come on out Saturday, April 1st at 6.30 p.m. for Liberty All-Star Wrestling Homecoming at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75, 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA, 19036, if you're looking to Google it. All tickets are $12, a great night out for the family. And the proceeds will benefit the Briarcliff Fire Company number 75. Two championship matches on the show. The heavyweight championship will be on the line as John the Creature Cannon takes on LAW legend, the very first LAW champion, Jimmy Gennetti. And the LAW tag team championships will be on the line as two random members of the now 57,000 member long Elite International, they got a fifth member tonight because Super Cody joined, will take on TV Generation, Norm the Barfly, and that handsome devil, the Maverick. I think they're going to win the championships. I really, really do. I love that team. They're just the best. Also on the show, we've announced tonight Mr. Jester will be there. Larry, lucky Larry's son, David Reed. 
will be in the house. Munoz de Hernandez, Wyndham James Winthorpe III, and many more to be announced. And I think my co-host fell asleep again. Oh, there he is. (laughs) I was going to say, hopefully everyone gets their tickets early and gets out to the show because it promises to be a fun night and, uh, you know, memories that will last a lifetime. Make sure you get your tickets at LibertyAllStarWrestling.com or at the Briarcliff Buyer Company on sale now. Get them going. Next go. week we're gonna have next week we're gonna have more announcements of the wrestlers that'll be on hand. Uh, we are also planning on having another LAW wrestler calling in to be determined to talk about the big show on April the first. So, programming reminder: this week there will be no Mavericks Comic Roundup. I will be out of town for the rest of the weekend, taking care of a little dance business with the girls. We'll return in two weeks. So you won't hear from me again on the radio until next Friday night at 9 for Liberty All-Star Wrestling's Ratro Wrestling Radio here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. But make sure you tune in to our other great shows all through the week, including the flagship itself, Totally Driven Radio, and many, many more, including the Mojo Sports Show. Pro Wrestling Now with our buddy Mike Ferrara. We haven't heard from Mike in a while. No, we have not. What do we understand? That's a good question. And many, many more. Go to totallydriventv.com for our full list of shows, uh, blogs, reports, reviews, and much, 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 much more. Until next week, I am the masked wrestling comic book cowboy, the Maverick, and I'm being joined by wrestling's original superhero, Super Cody. Mm. There you go. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Until we meet again, happy trails. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.